Hello, and welcome back to Tyshar Manetherin, Wheel of Time podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Will. We're here to discuss the Wheel of Time. Oh, no. Wait a minute. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it may come up. For, it may come up in passing. <laughs> we are going to veer wildly off topic today, just because why not? We're always looking for news and stuff to report on but for one thing it's probably light right now with the uh, rings of power about to come out yeah, you see that on I, the side of every amazon sprinter van yeah that's yeah i think that's part of it when you drop a billion dollars on a show half of that being an advertising yeah the most expensive television show of all time it is better be good people are saying it's good i'm like you know if it's not good that's the story <laughs> yeah my goodness right I've seen the trailers. I'm not excited about it. I and, and it's not like I see something wrong with the trailers exactly. It's just there's nothing in them that grabs me. And so yeah, sure, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. I you know oh, me too. I've got friends who are like, hey, you're gonna watch the new Game of Thrones show? I'm like, you know, I read that it is very much more Game of Thrones. And, I, you know, at this point in my life, I don't know that I need that. I mean, I love Matt Smith. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But I might. The fact that I don't have an active HBO account right now anyway is probably enough of a shove I need to just skip it. <laughs> or maybe marathon it later. I don't know. Well, did uh, get a drop of a few photos um, uh-huh. uh, a while back now because, you know, we haven't been on top of things. I sent them to you when we got them and, and you know, it has like... A picture of Rand sitting in a throne-like looking chair and Nynaeve uh, possibly in the White Tower. Looks like a white cloak, maybe in the Aiel waist. I don't know. Right, right. And An Aiel, I think there was. Yeah, looks like maybe a maiden of the spear in Cottonsore, actually. Indeed. Um, There's a beach uh, with uh, Moraine and Lan couple of shots of that looks like a waygate in a forest an actual wheel which is interesting <laughs> right right looks like land wheel in the desert <laughs> <laughs> land practicing the sword mirror um, hung up on a door just and that one. one is pretty iconic scene in the books when they they come across a tur- tortured murdral mm-hmm. um and they're like Gosh. yeah 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 got a picture of fane too Rand with a torch. Right. There's this scene with... Is, is that, that supposed to be uh, Matt? I don't know. It's, it's a good a, question. It's a good question. Some people have... Can't really tell from behind. Yeah, so this looks like it could be somewhere in the White Tower. Yeah, um, I was wondering if those are quarterstaffs, perhaps. Yes, and you've got um, two folks facing away mm-hmm. with quarterstaffs. And, um, of course, uh, most fans of the book are hoping for... Um, uh, one of the perennial favorite scenes. Um, yeah, Galad and Gawain yeah. versus Matt. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, um, you know, that's uh, most of it. The one I skipped, there's this one picture that a lot of people have wondered um, what it could be. And it looks like some a female wearing some kind of, not quite chainmail, but an interesting looking um, oh, yeah, facial I covering. That was a sh- maybe a Sean Chan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Damani, that'd be my first guess. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's something Sean Chan that seems like, you know, which there's a lot of folks that were like, there's nothing in the books like this. And that's <laughs> the like, first picture of Rand with, that's, is it Rand with his head shaved or whatever? Mm-hmm. It looks like Grey Worm, so there. Oh, uh, yeah. So light. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. So you had sent me that tweet from Rafe about 
yes. weaves getting a revamp. That's, you know, hopeful. Promises bears. There should be bears. I want bears. Uh, um, but no bears. <laughs> Folks who listen to our podcast may remember that one of the things that came up in you know, questions of Rafe when he was talking about things that they were talking about changing but didn't end up changing was having the possibility of Perrin being able to speak to a bear. And um, mm-hmm. apparently the uh, Sarah Nakamura, the lore expert, um, very, very much uh, said, <laughs> um, I wouldn't do that if I were no, you. Just, just let him talk to unicorns and, and bunnies and whatever right. other furry creature he comes across. <laughs> and, and the writer's like, yeah, <laughs> wait, you're kidding, aren't you? <laughs> so... Um, anyway, yeah. so uh, there's a little bit of wheel of time. I, to... I feel like she, she needed more leeway to stand up and stamp her foot and say no to things. Right. But that's just me. Yeah. Maybe um, she has a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, when you're getting paid, no matter what. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, she may have tried to be more vocal about some of the yeah, changes. Yeah. Who I knows? Wonder if Jeff himself, Bezos himself, had any notes. You know, he's that, a fan. I know he's like a bigger Lord of the Rings fan, but you got to figure the whole reason this thing got made in the first mm-hmm. place was how him being a big fan. Yeah. Well, I know one like the head of Amazon, their whole television show production was a was a fan. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I same same thing. I just like I wonder how many different hands kind of got. Yeah, I know Rafe had said he had like a bunch of notes from the studio like a whole ton i remember that being in one of the one of the interviews but would would be interesting to read some of those mm, which ones yeah. you push back on which ones right. i say yes to yeah other than that um i know we typically do like mailbag stuff at the end but uh i'm, I'm yeah, just go for uh, it if you got any one one is uh this is definitely my nephew <laughs> he said, "Hey, y'all need to do another podcast where you do one or two podcast episodes for a show or a movie." So, yeah, he wants to hear his uncle talk about other, other things, other things. <laughs> um, and uh, cool. I'm like, "Hey, buddy, you know, you can you can give me a call, and I could." Yeah, yeah, you don't have to wait for the next podcast episode. Um, he has your phone number. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, so we're slowly working the direction of doing more generalized kind of stuff. Um, yeah. We're probably going to wrap this up. I think we talked about possibly going into some Brandon Sanderson stuff That'd after be cool this. cool, too. Yeah. Maybe we'll read Twilight. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hadn't thought about it, but I could see us at a discussion of, of a movie in the midst of that every once in a while. That would be Absolutely. kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what these episodes are for a little bit. They're a little, little less of a, like a deep dive like we do with the books, but in, in more of a general like, hey, here's this thing. Here's that, the thing I'm, I'm, I'm interested in today. Right. Yeah. And that I just wanted to talk about for a second. Other than that, mailbag wise, I don't think we had anything else recent. Guys, if I ever miss something and you sent like, you know, a real thoughtful, hey, here's something that, you know, I'd like for you guys to consider, please feel free to send another one in all yeah. caps. Hey scumbag, you ignored right. my message. <laughs> yes. And looks like we don't have much else. Um on the YouTubes, Jacinta, one of our regular listeners, um mm-hmm. did sh- say that she pronounces it pronounces uh it to Ralda. It to Ralda. But I believe Robert Jordan gave an interview where he said people pronounce different things differently in different countries and to have at it. <laughs> so 
Clearly the um, show has thrown it all out the window anyway. So Yes. Um <laughs> appreciate hearing uh hearing either A the correct pronunciation or B what someone's pronunciation is. Um because yeah, I'm gonna butcher them all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. But anyway, I think I think that's everything we've got in the way of mailbag kind of stuff. So speaking of things you pronounce weird, I had read that the, there's a leaf that's in some salads and it's R U R A R U G L U L U Arugula. U. Uh, in in the UK, it is. I just misspelled it, but in the UK, it's rocket. Apparently, did not know that. It's, they were saying it on this, this British podcast, like off menu. It's great, great. Anyway, they interview yeah. people. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's that's funny because I would not have put that together, and if you hadn't said it, but I remember being in Europe um, mm-hmm. a few years back, and that was. Like one of the common things, like rocket salad, and it's like what? And like, well, this just talking about eating rocket. What the heck? Yeah, is this? and I and I saw it, and I don't know why it didn't occur to me. I'm like, that looks just like arugula. But yes, yes. I I was telling my wife that, and I said, in the UK, they 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 have a a thing called rocket that we call arugula, and she said, say that again. I was like. And I said, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Caligula. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, anytime somebody says, Can you say that again? You're, <laughs> no, you're no, always no, no. like, No, I cannot. I, will not. I have no idea what you speak of. I'm gonna go frantically Google and figure out what I've how I've misspoken. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um that was off topic the of of the off topic. Um well there's uh, you know it's all it's all one big giant off topic cloud of awesomeness. So you, you know when I mentioned hey let's do another off topic episode you asked something about have we talked about Star Trek? I and, did. Yeah. And I said you know I have I haven't watched the the new series. Yeah. Um, but I've heard good things. So have you? I love the Orville. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, yeah so i you know what i i i will i will say that the orville may be my favorite star trek series you know that's my point okay so i was listening to another another pod another another podcast the other day that's totally unrelated to nerd things it's, it's about programming actually and, but they tend to get off topic and one of their things is star trek and they went on a rant the other day bad mouthing the orville and about how it's just like star trek fan fiction and i would like to respond yeah. briefly and say yes it yeah. is like star trek fan yeah. fiction in the no best way possible right uh, have you seen the new season yeah um, new horizons so, or so yeah 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 i'm working my way through I don't oh know man I'm, yeah the beginning of that season so the first two seasons i love it's you know it's it's like got some of sets humor in it but it's also earnestly trying to do star trek justice and i mean yes it's very much the next generation just yeah. you know reskinned in a in a good in a loving way right um the the new the new horizons the the season that just that was on hulu that just landed on disney plus um at the beginning it felt slow to me and, and they very much toned down the humor mm-hmm. they it, it felt like a lot more earnest um at times honestly at times almost even a bit moralizing but i didn't hate that um but i will say and so there were times in the middle of the season like i don't know if this is as good but let me just say the last two episodes blew it out of the water for me it is Mm. so good and it it's good in that it is really good star trek and also I don't think he could resist. There's very, there's more than a touch of Star Wars in there, mm-hmm. which is a fun thing to mix some Star Wars. And, and you know, I, I can understand why somebody wouldn't like that. Who's a huge Star Trek fan, but me 
as someone who loves Star Wars and Star Trek and has been a little annoyed as we sp- spoke about in one of our last uh, off-topic episodes about recent Star Wars, it was just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a huge fan. I, I heartily encourage anyone who's a Star mm. Trek fan who hasn't seen it to check it yeah, out. I may not be as big a fan as you, but I I enjoy it. And And here's the thing that I think is kind of interesting I guess the thing I like about it is, uh, you know, anybody who who grew up watching TNG or, you know, casually viewed any of the other, you know, spinoffs here and there. I watched Picard the first first season um, when the Mm -hmm. new one came on. And um, one of the things that um, is, is funny about Star Trek is most of the time it takes itself so seriously. It really does. That's true. And, 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 when it's the most fun is when it doesn't take yeah. itself seriously. And G had a, had a more of a tendency to let its hair down. Yeah. And have those sillier. Moments. Well, because it was truer to the original series and yeah. like well, the, the yeah. original series had, uh, while it did, it, it asked for a certain suspension of disbelief. It did. Yeah. It also had a lot of lightness to it because it was like, hey, you know, we're we know we're a sci-fi TV show on with no real special effects and everything is kind of, you know, chintzy. The whole thing, like to me as a kid, the reason why I didn't like TNG as much as I think I would have is because. Oh, I mean, I, I liked it okay, but I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, no, like, like I was was how much it did take itself seriously. Oh, I and, see. Okay, yeah, that and, was sort and, of the opposite uh, point I was making, and <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. Though. Well, no, no, no. I, I, what you're saying about it took itself less seriously than like the current track. Absolutely. Yes that that was the point I was going to make. That, yeah, and, and that's what I'm. Yeah, Discovery and Picard both. I I watched the whole first season of Discovery and just didn't like it. I don't know. It yeah. felt like there was a little bit too much, almost a Game of Thronesy feel. That's really right. not, that's too generalized. But like it, it was trying to be like epic sci-fi, like with an overarching story that was building to this epic, awesome payoff. And I don't know. I mean, I love uh, uh, what's his name from Harry Potter, um, the, the villain uh, and, Jason Isaacs. Yeah, not sorry. Sorry. Anyway, yes, the villain fine. Harry Potter. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of great names in in the show. It just didn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, and Picard, same thing. It just, I, it's I just I like the first season something. of Picard, and let me tell you yeah. why is because there is an episode in there where they are like disguising themselves to go into. I can't even remember the whole situation, but they're all dressing up and acting ridiculous. Yeah, and it is. <clears throat> It is so much like to you, to what you're saying. It is more in line with where the TNG would occasionally get there, yeah, where yeah, it would yeah. be a l- almost silly. Yeah, yeah. And to me, I was like, TNG didn't even do that enough for me. So now when yeah, you get to enough. these like um, super serious shows, yeah, these super serious ones, I'm like, come on, guys. I mean, you're you're doing a, a, a space show i mean let's let's all be real here we know this is all fake don't take yourselves quite so seriously and i mean and, and i say that as a person who who appreciates good sci-fi and and now i would like to reverse my entire point and make the opposite point about strange new worlds <laughs> i also love that show. Well, that's what it feels very much like a return to classic Star Trek. And the the thing about it is like self-contained stories, Mm -hmm. like where you have character development and growth, but also 
you tell a story in an episode and you're not building yeah. all season to something. Yeah. That's, I think, what I've heard about that show yeah, is it's that great. There, there's more heart to it once again. The guy again. who plays Spock, just spot on. I mean, you know, the whole plot, the whole idea is it's Pike in the Enterprise before, mm-hmm. a decade before. And so there's some of the cast, or some, not some of the cast, some of the characters, Hura, um, Spock. And so, and like they sort of tease. Inter- introducing others and i think over the idea would be over seasons they would you would slowly get I don't yeah. know, bones and scotty and, and all, all of the characters from the original show but um spock is like knocks it out of the park the, the, he and he's actually in discovery um and i just didn't get far enough in discovery to see him i hear people didn't like him in discovery but in strange new world he is great the guy who plays uh pike uh, anson mount i think his name is is mm. super great um rebecca romaine who uh, you know of all people uh and i just think of her from the original x-men as mystique right. it's Hard to describe, but I had just as much fun watching that show as the Orville. Really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, uh, All I was saying in regards to the Orville is that it takes... It, it, and while you're saying like the the more recent one gets a little more posturing, a little takes yeah, itself a little more. It does. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it it's almost it's a straight a little up drama more talky. at times. It does. Yeah, it gets yeah. talky. Yeah. But particularly in the in those first two seasons, and and occasionally still in the more mm-hmm, recent yeah. one, yeah, they, it has way more permission to just be funny, yeah, silly, yeah. goofy, and it not still has at all memorable characters that like, right are, yes. are fleshed out and they get a chance to be fleshed out. Well, and I think in part because it is kind of slated as a comedy, it doesn't have to have the most impressive costumes, makeup, yeah, special that's effects. True. That's true. And in some ways that you would expect in a Star Trek Discovery or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe, the, you know, these, these guys in this other podcast are expecting it to be Star Trek and it's paying homage to Star Trek. But it's still a comedy at heart. Right. And I think that's when it's at its best. And they one thing they did is they sort of dunked on Seth like oh he shouldn't be in it you know this is just ego like you know well I mean I it kind of is a fine job like yeah. I don't have any problem like I'm not saying that I mean sure you could have gotten someone else who had done better but there again we're talking about a comedy right and that's his bread and butter I don't hate that he's in it I mean no I don't I don't I think he um, in a lot of ways is the right choice I mean I, I think the bottom line is he's he's a big Star Trek fan yeah he probably just kind of wanted to do Star Trek to some degree, but he's a comedy showrunner. So he's, (laughs) you know, he knows he could sell it better. And And now Disney, Disney slash Fox has their own Star Trek. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. I mean, it's on Disney plus now. Definitely not cancel that, you know, like, yeah, you you got yourself uh, all sides of the market, you know, it's interesting. It's definitely worth watching to me. Yeah. Um, like saying it's like one of one of the the better Star Trek series. It's yeah, kind of yeah. there's there's a lot of shows that are kind of like that. I often say my favorite Sherlock Holmes series is actually House. Hey yo, yeah, that's, um, fine. that's a good way to that's a that's a good comparison. Um, and and if you don't know, never want him to be my doctor, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, Holmes House 
Watson, Wilson. There's yeah, um, I love it. I, I honestly hadn't even thought of that. But that makes perfect but, uh, sense. And it was intentional. It was, oh, yeah. it was very sure. much, uh, you know, they, it's it's uh, not a medical drama. It's a mystery because you right, know it's right, always right. trying to figure out the diagnosis and everything. And of course, it's very it's very unrealistic if it were a me- medical drama in comparison yeah. to what we're used to in medical dramas these days. Right. Anyway, but yeah, kind of a kind of a similar thing in that it kind of takes it into a slightly different genre, makes it. Sure. a little little more accessible it, it I makes think. something new out of right you know something that it would would not have been made by the star trek people i mean i think people will say that like like lower decks the cartoon is mm-hmm. sort of filling that niche of star trek taking itself less seriously i want to watch it i haven't watched it yet i haven't watched um, it either so that's i hear that but I definitely think the Orville is doing something interesting. Yeah. Uh, She-Hulk just recently premiered. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the second one yet. I did see the first episode. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. They're doing... Yeah. Um, Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, uh, I love Tatiana Maslany. I loved her in Orphan Black. Yes, that was, amen, yeah. That the, was incredible. The character was breaking the fourth wall before uh, Deadpool was, and so that's mm. like very much a thing that she's supposed to do. And right. uh, the fact that it's clearly a bit of a comedy right. is really true to the comics. I love that Mark Ruffalo is in it. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. who doesn't want more Mark Ruffalo? The fact that they're basically doing Ally McBeal in the Marvel universe is really ah, nice. Yeah, it, you know, good. that's, that's kind of what they're doing. Some people, anytime Marvel puts something out, will say, well, you know, it's all tired and everybody's, I'm, I'm really impressed I don't think with, so. yeah, yeah, I, think I mean, that they've been able to make something new with most right. of the series they've made more so I'm, than star Wars has honestly. I, yeah, I'd agree with that. Well, I mean, I think Kevin Feige is just doing a really great job. He, of, I did. I did not realize that was how to pronounce his name until just the other day. I heard Tom Holland say it in an interview. I'm like, what? It's not, Fague <laughs> did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those I, things like arugula. <laughs> just never heard it said out loud. Yeah, I have a friend who, anytime um, somebody mispronounces a word, she says, You should never make fun of anybody for mispronouncing a word because that means they learned it by reading. Um, <laughs> and you encourage well, I, people you know, to learn. I by must reading. read a lot, I guess. You do. You yeah, always have. Sure do. It's yeah, always, yeah. I've always been impressed by your uh, voracious appetite. 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 <laughs> for for uh, li- literature. Excited to see where that goes. What I feel like Marvel's always been good at is coming up with like, you know, here's a new genre basically yeah. for each thing. Like, and, and we've probably said this before, but just how, you know, instead of here's another gritty superhero right right thing it's like okay well no this one's going to be a comedy yeah let's let's take this character and make write a story about this character that is this other genre that's telling it's doing things a little bit differently even though there's like in broad strokes there's always usually a lot of similarity except in this case where i love it at the end Paul Bruce Banner's like the first. This is sort of a spoiler for the first episode. I don't. I don't know. The, the, go like, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, all right. You, you gotta. Here's all. Here's what you need to learn to become a superhero. She's like superhero. I'm a lawyer. I went to school. I've got student loans. <laughs> <laughs> go back to being a lawyer. That's nice. That's true. That's right. There's a degree to which everybody in the Marvel universe, um, you know, their their superpowers interrupt yeah. their life. Yeah. But yeah. you you haven't had somebody who is like really wants to just try hard to continue to do Gotta what they go were back doing. To doing the, the, the thing I was doing is more important than, than this right. nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. all kind of a side dish. Um, <laughs> right. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how that continues. You know, I guess something that we hadn't. I did. Did we talk about? Stranger Things. 
last um, time. I don't know that we did. I can't remember. I think it's certainly been long enough that we had, watched I, it. Yeah, yeah. The um, the last couple of episodes and everything. I mm-hmm. we were actually on vacation when those two episodes dropped, and it was just mm-hmm. the two of us. And it's so interesting um, how they they did that. You know, the yeah. last two separated. Like I almost wondered if they uh, were like, you need to get these get as many episodes out as possible quickly because the netflix stock price is in trouble i don't know yeah. it's just, it was just so random you know? feels like you know they're they're inching ever closer to getting away from the, the binge. Uh, yeah the binge drop you stay oh. in the conversation a little longer maybe yeah yeah <laughs> which would be good i mean yeah you know, that's true that's true Probably um to, i mean we've talked about this in regards to wheel of time like yeah, if you yeah drop if, it all if, at once there's less to talk about i mean i think ring of power is only going to do the first episode the first week yeah okay rings of power and then yeah they're then one on one one a week on fridays after that which i think dropping episodes on fridays is a sound strategy apple plus is typically done mm-hmm. that apple tv is typically done that. yeah and i think it makes sense yeah so. other shows did you watch uh lock and key uh i watched the first season mm-hmm. and between the way it ended and what I've heard about the second season, I have not. Wasn't your thing? Yeah, fair enough. I was just a, such a huge fan of the comics. Rachel and I both actually watched watched all of it. And it's funny because the end of the most recent season is buttons it up. But yeah, like I knew that they at the I knew that they wouldn't, that like you just couldn't resist giving themselves an opening to do another and that's what they do they totally you know they get to the last second and then they have to give themselves just the barest hint of an opening if they wanted to do Mm. another one and it's like come on guys (laughs) (laughs) that i actually enjoyed umbrella academy more than lock and key yeah show personally um have you watched if we probably haven't talked about about i've watched i haven't watched the most recent season same kind of deal yeah yeah sure now I did see the scene with the dance battle, and <laughs> yeah, but um, I also saw a clip of them rehearsing that, which looked nice. Nice. Yeah. I love this season. Um, I understand why people wouldn't. I just think I love the character so much. Yeah, um, it just really resonated. I just really enjoyed it. Um, both yeah. of those shows, but I, yeah, I get that it's not for everybody. And Umbrella Academy is a very odd show. Like it is. That's true. I, it is. I wouldn't indeed. just like blanket recommend it to. to like any like group of people i would yeah, it's, be able, it's I not see, like it's not like just a superhero show at all yeah <laughs> yeah it's a very strange combination of things and mm-hmm. i could like see somebody like in the middle of conversation being like you know what you would like <laughs> less <laughs> yeah. than being like hey everybody you should check out umbrella academy uh, yeah yeah I and um, I, I love the story of the comic got written um mm-hmm. you know the the my chemical romance guy yeah I, did, yeah I do remember that but yeah very interesting um i mean anytime you know independent comics are always kind of or well like comics that just come about yeah. through non-traditional means can be good know? or can be yeah. bad <laughs> i recently went to a concert i don't even know if i should name the band because i'm about to sort of i love the band i love their music the it's almost obvious if i don't even say it uh the music is about the comic and mm-hmm. if the if if the music wasn't good, it, the lyrics can be just ridiculous because they're very mm-hmm. specific to the comic. And there's like tie, each album is tied to a comic. And I f- personally think the comics are garbage, <laughs> <laughs> but the music is really good. It's so funny how that happens. But 
I you know, I don't want to badmouth them. I really we went went to their show this 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 summer and it was just a great show. They had like a like a blow up animal of one of the alien characters from the comic book on stage. Mm. <laughs> and it was just like, man, I guess I should try to read it again. But I just I'll just say it's Coheed and Cambria. The comic is called The Amory Wars. I've tried l- listeners, if you're a fan if if you if you can maybe tell me how far I should skip in to get into it, <laughs> I just can't. And I love their music. I, I feel like I would enjoy it more if I could read the comic and enjoy it. I just mm. keep bouncing off of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We anyway. I I'm, doubt, I'm not I doubt familiar Claudio with it at all, so I can't. Uh, is listening, but I'm sure yeah. there's someone who's a fan. Yeah, it's funny. They have like eleven albums, been around forever. I mean, since we're in college, from before yeah. that, even we were in high school. I wasn't into them in high school. My wife got me into them. Yes, yes. Uh, just you, you saying that about independent comics um, is what got me thinking about it, and also the fact that the My Chemical Romance guy wrote a comic that's actually good umbrella academy and then he made a mm. netflix show out of interesting you know it's always and and a little bit intriguing whenever people kind of cross media yeah i agree i agree that there can be some magic there somebody who is not is less familiar with the norms of the genre say right um, and can you know just come at it with a fresh perspective sometimes there's really is something to be said for that sometimes they you know make juvenile mistakes because they haven't put in the time <laughs> right it seems more likely to happen more often but well in some ways sometimes it's downright like you know you this wouldn't have happened if you weren't you that's like Russell, exactly Russell right crows band the 30 odd footed grunts like <laughs> right <laughs> it's like how did you know well i know how it's like you have an academy award winning actor as your front man that's the it's only like reason michael jordan playing baseball exactly um <laughs> and that brings me to actually a book i really enjoyed this year uh the yeah. 90s it's a book about i mean you know i think you might guess what it's about oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but it's just sort of an overview and how strange of a decade it was and like mm-hmm. it opens with like imagine just trying to explain to your children or someone you know in their 20s or teens uh, the concept of selling out it's mm-hmm. just absent from our culture today the idea that somebody is gonna you know band is gonna blow up oh they sold out you know this comedian oh, yeah. oh, they sold out. it's just not a thing anymore and as a concept it's sort of nebulous and hard to define exactly right. what it means and it's just like kind of a nice encapsulation of how strange the 90s were grunge music and yeah you know, like uh, like kurt cobain and, and those guys were like just so uncomfortable with fame and the idea mm-hmm. of commercial success and yet they were still sort of designed to be commercially successful anyway. yeah i think you know part of the reason why that doesn't exist anymore is that the gradation between independent grassroots and huge mechanistic celebrity mm-hmm. machine um yeah yeah you, you have your instagram influencers who are like in it, the middle yeah it's such a such a gradual thing but also can be overnight it's not nearly as much as like either no one's heard of you and so therefore you're cool yeah sure sure <laughs> kind the of, college the, rock versus you know right. the pop superstars boy yeah band, boy bands of the world yeah and also like our generation grew up with hustle culture you know after the the housing market collapse so like there was like if you if you made it if you're zuckerberg like you know Props to you. I mean, Zuckerberg is a bad example, but like, you know, if you've, if you've started your company, if you've done something, you've made a lot of money, like 
as a generation, we've more so seen that as a good thing than Gen right. X. And also it's funny how Gen X is like, I, there's so many people I thought were baby boomers that like, no, nah, baby boomers are pretty much retired now. It's all Gen <laughs> the older folks right. are Gen X. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, yeah. Anyway, all that to say, uh, the nineties by Chuck Klosterman, it's, you know, it's not going to be able to do any of these topics really justice. Cause it's an overview of a whole dang decade. Um, but it's, it's entertaining. It like brings up all like everything from like the Oklahoma city bombing to like the 2000 election and everything in between. It's, it's fun to just kind of like go through all those things that, Oh, I hadn't thought about that in forever. And just kind of, Think of thinking about stuff like Michael Jordan and um, a lot of like references to other books and stuff. That's it's it's worth kind of spending the time on. But yeah, definitely. I don't read enough nonfiction. So every now and then, when I find one I really like, like ah, it's nice to um, switch it up. I have been finally reading. I know I'm Johnny come lately on this one, Aragon. Oh, um, nice! <laughs> because because of the Disney series. Oh, they're making um, a Disney series. Yeah, yeah. Disney Plus is. Oh man, um, my friend Jay is going to be super excited about that. And, He's a huge fan. <laughs> you know, and I was reading somebody you know wrote a post that was like, you know what, I th- I'm excited about this because Disney feels like the right vehicle for Aragon. And sure, like sure. as I've been yeah. l- listening to the the first book, I agree. It's 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 not like. Jordan. It's a bad book it's or anything. Like I think part of the reason why I stayed away from it is because I did see the awful movie that they tried to do. Yeah, I just um, like I started and didn't finish it. It felt to me too much like by the numbers fantasy. Boy goes on epic quest. Yes. Finds, you know, gets trained by elder, you know, swordsman guy. Right. Finds a dragon egg or whatever. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm done. So I should probably give it another chance. Really all that original. But I, I there is something like it, fun and simple about it. Sure, sure. I feel like I'd, I'd be more inclined to give it a shot now than when it first came out. When it first came out, I was very much looking down my nose at it like, yeah, I am above this. <laughs> <laughs> if if the first movie had been good, I would have definitely have bought all the books right then and read <laughs> all of them. Yeah, that was not um, the greatest ringing endorsement of the but, uh, source material. Like reading through it the first time, you know, obviously this is intended for teenage boys. That's who wrote yeah, it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, a teenage yeah. boy. And yeah. You know, it's very mild, fun, simple yeah. fantasy, and I think it's really it would be great for somebody who hasn't read any fantasy to Maybe like an anti Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah, to like dip your feet in and kind of just yeah. it doesn't have to. It, if you want it, to see the stereotypes that George R. R. Martin is deconstructing, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think in some ways, if you uh, if you are to in, enjoy Game of Thrones as thoroughly as it possible possibly could be enjoyed, I think having read having to read least Tolkien, but yeah, yeah. like this kind these kinds of books that are sure. just, you know, very vanilla, good guys are good, bad guys are bad, kind sure. of. Yeah, yeah. Because this is like the opposite of like you're saying, the grim dark fantasy. It's sure it's very, very straightforward. So fair enough. Um, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I've been working my way through that between reviewing Crossroads of Twilight and um yeah. And uh, starting on Words of Radiance. Honestly, when I... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I do want to talk to you about that when... Uh, actually, I have a... Uh, I keep, I'm giving shout-outs shout out to a lot of people in this book. My friend Patrick is reading Words of Radiance. I, I originally... I loaned him Way of Kings. Is like, I know this is a doorstopper. I promise you it's worth it. And by the end, he was like, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> when I first handed it to him, he, he was like, oh, man, this is a 
<laughs> yeah, like, you have to basically get to the end before yeah, you're like yeah the payoff at the end is just like man you gotta get there yeah um, some so yeah. and it's funny because like i couldn't tell you exactly when it happened but like somewhere in like the latter half of the book yes, I, I was just like you. yeah i don't know you why, see what's but, gonna happen yeah yeah at first I you're mean, like man what am i signing up for here especially right, knowing yeah. that it's gonna be this sprawling epic fantasy series like i recommended to a friend years ago and he like sent me a text you you know obscenity blankety blank <laughs> what are you getting me into here but yeah generally my the reaction i've gotten has been by the if you get through the first book like yeah this is awesome and then words of radiance man that's my favorite one so far yeah um super cool super epic awesome magic in that one yeah well i'm looking forward to uh continuing on with it and then perhaps whenever we do finish up wheel of time yeah starting no, in on on that I'm going to throw out a recommendation for a book I'm, I'm in the middle of and loving. It was just a huge surprise to me. I just grabbed it at the library. I'd seen someone recommend it on like various sites, and I just had never given it a chance. It's called A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by mm-hmm. Becky Chambers. And it is it, for, it looks like it's just going to be space opera, sci-fi, um, but it, it's more of a like fish out of water, like starting a new job, not knowing your coworkers. <laughs> of yeah. like... And it is a bit meandering at times, but it is just a delight. Thoroughly enjoying that one. Definitely recommend it. One thing that's been interesting in the past year, I've had the Xbox Game Pass subscription, which has introduced me to a lot of indie games that I probably would have never played otherwise. Some of them are not that great. Um, (laughs) Some of them are interesting, but they're not quite my cup of tea. Like uh, Kentucky Route Zero is a very strange kind of magical realism, um, uh, bizarre kind of game started playing and i was like i'm interested but i'm not so interested that i want to keep playing because it was very slow and uh, so i just went and read the summary on wikipedia and i was like yeah i'm glad i didn't play that because it was just weird (laughs) Um, (laughs) but one that was that was kind of different that i enjoyed um Mm -hmm. was uh firewatch Um, oh yeah i've heard of that one uh like we're in like the wilderness yep yeah it's like a survival no, it's maybe it's I'm not, thinking of there's another it, one like that. Maybe the long dark is what I'm thinking of. This one, okay. So you are in the wilderness. You're in just doing a summer long job as a person working in a fire tower in Yosemite, okay. um, and the it's in the 80s, and and the only contact you have is with um, your supervisor, who's also uh, a fire watchman, and. Mm-hmm you're just talking back and forth with them as you're also, you know, scouting around and yeah. there's some, some, uh, some mystery that starts to, some strange things start to occur. So I'll just leave it at that. Oh, that um, sounds great. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I started playing it and I actually played the whole thing in one sitting, which is, it, it was wow. How long yeah, did it take? three hours, I think. Oh, I see. Okay. So, uh, to play through the whole plot, um, mm-hmm. I started into it and I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to get into this at first because um, yeah. it was kind of like relationship drama and everything. Right, um, right. But my wife and I were sitting there watching it. And then I think both of us were like suddenly very interested yeah, and sure. had to like wanted to finish it just to see the plot. So yeah. um, that one was uh, pretty, pretty interesting. Cool. Anyway, so, so it's uh, $20 on the switch. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe not worth that. <laughs> maybe not, but fair enough. yeah, if you get the opportunity to play it for like, you know, eight bucks, maybe fair, um, enough, fair enough. we have talked here for a good while. So do you want to, want to wrap us up here? Absolutely. 
listeners, if you if I've outraged you with any of my ramblings, please reach out at uh, email us stuff at tsmpodcast.com. You can reach us on the socials at podcast tsm. Um, if you'd like to donate to what we're doing here, tsmpodcast.com, there is a big donate button. We'd appreciate it. But if not, we are always happy to have you. Um, if you say something interesting, say something nice, we'll read it. If you'd like, like us on YouTube, we could get the vanity URL dealio and we still may do a live stream. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a live stream at some point for like or a, a live one for, um, knife of dreams or something. I don't mm, know. Do something maybe. fun. I'll put we'll on a shirt, happens. all those things. And until next time, Ty Sharman, Etherin.